it's not you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. It's that you've always been, you're alive. Mm. You're alive. You're not dead. You're alive in Christ. Yeah. You need to remember that. You need to you need to remember what His promises are every day, and that's why I think the whole uh, reading the Bible and praying is important. But reading the Bible, I think, should be for me and for people like me, should be something that helps you realize the things that God is already putting in your heart. And one of those things is, uh, how do I know I'm alive in Christ? Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Pounder. I'm the online campus pastor at New Life Christian Church in Chantilly, Virginia. And this is the Third Chair Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brennan Loveless. Co-host and friend, Tom. Let's get oh, yes. that straight. Okay. We are friends. Hey, I'm Brennan. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Third Chair Podcast. Tom, how are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. A little sore, a little tired. Okay. Be- because? Be- well, because Tom and I, we're, we're, we're recording this podcast episode. We just help people move. Mm-hmm. And Tom and I spent a wonderful, uh, we, we had some bonding time while we were building a bed frame together. And yeah, when uh, we didn't kill each other. Yeah, no, it was great. And Brennan, I, I think you've had some experience. Like you you acted like you knew what you were doing when you were doing the bed frame. <laughs> I, I unfortunately have had the pleasure and frustration of building a lot of bed frames in my life. And if you ask my wife, uh, that we we have definitely gotten into it before while building yeah. uh, bunk beds from IKEA. So if anybody listening has ever done that, you know my pain, yeah. and you know my wife's pain if you know me at all. So uh, and dealing with me. So, anyways, yeah, I'm a little tired and sore, but here we are. I'm excited to do this. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Third Chair Podcast. We. Honestly, Tom and I have been blown away with some of the people that have uh, responded and some of the feedback, like good feedback that we've gotten from people. So please continue with that. If you just email thirdshare at newlife.church, that's where you email us any of your feedback, any of your questions, and if you want to be considered to be interviewed on our podcast, because we want to add people all the time because we believe you guys have great stories. Today, we have got a great story for you, a great guest. Leo Knapper, he is a friend. He is a chameleon, a man who wears many hats and a lot of different hobbies. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear from him. Leo is um, just, he's an artist. He's a musician. He's a tattoo artist. There are people at our church who have his ink on them right now. Tom is not one. No. Why? Yeah, I don't have any tattoos. But why not? Why would... I, I don't know. I just never was never into like the tattoo no, no, no. thing. You told me today while we were building the bed frame, <laughs> no. it's because you're afraid. You're afraid to get one. Come well, on, I don't, mean, don't pressure the guy. There, there is a part of that, but yeah, I just <laughs> it was one of those things that never really interested me. But you have some tattoos. I, I do have some tattoos. How, how many tattoos do you have? Well, I, I have like basically a half sleeve, and then I've got a couple more. Okay. Uh, yeah, and for for anybody who doesn't know what a sleeve is, what is that? Well, it means most of your arm yeah, is okay. covered. A half sleeve would mean like most of my upper arm is covered like down to my elbow. So okay, that's, that, that's it. Okay, so here, here's the deal. You probably don't want to hear about Brennan's tattoos. Like you don't want to hear about us making beds. You want to hear from Leo today. That's right. And I, I will say this about Leo. You've probably seen a lot of his work. If you go to New Life Christian Church in Chantilly, you've probably seen a lot of his work because he makes the bumper videos and he does a bunch of other stuff for New Life. You're you're so talented, Leo. How did you get involved with that stuff? How, how Video? and all that. Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, how did I get involved with all that? 
How did I get involved with video or art or just in general? Let, let, let's go with art at first. How did you get art? involved with art? Uh, can't do math. <laughs> so I have to do something else. I like history, but, you know, just I was one of those kids that probably people listening right now can put themselves in a bucket of some kind, right? Whether it be like, you know, some kind of genius level engineering or um, can write a novel, you know, pretty easily or great poetry, uh, somebody who's really into uh, helping people and they've got that type of uh, gift, right? And maybe they get into being a uh, what, humanitarian, mm. I guess. I, I, see, I feel, I feel like everybody should be humanitarian, right? I'm probably not doing my job there, but you, you get what I'm saying. Mine was art in general, um, just being very visual, um, being able to see things spatially. And uh, it, it was the one thing that I did during class that I wasn't supposed to be doing right. consistently, which is just drawing stuff, drawing drawing tattoos actually on myself with pen would be one of the things, uh, drawing on the side of pages. And so that, it's not a matter of me like getting into art. It's just, I've always been art, doing art. So That's cool, man. Yeah. So Leo, Tom was just asking me about t- how many tattoos do you have? Not enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that answer. Wait, um, wait, can you actually do your own tattoos? Yeah, I still haven't yet, um, which is is weird for a tattoo artist. Like most tattoo artists, like are forced to tattoo themselves when they're apprenticing. But um, okay. I didn't have to because I had enough uh, dirtbag friends <laughs> that wanted free tattoos, so I never had to tattoo myself. But I still want to tattoo myself. The, the hardest thing about. Uh, Tattooing yourself is just making, like, usually when you tattoo somebody, you're using one hand to stretch the skin and the other hand to actually apply the, mm-hmm. the needles. Yeah. And uh, you, depending on where you do it, like, I really want a, a left arm tattoo. Yeah. So how am I going to stretch that? So I'm, I'm basically forced to do anything that my two arms can reach on my own body. <laughs> okay. So right, no back right. tattoos, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, funny story. Uh, no, I... I uh, is a Christian podcast. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say uh, my. I'm not going to say what it was, but uh, a uh, one of the guys at my tattoo shop that I apprenticed at, he tattooed himself on the leg. Um, something very distasteful. Oh, um, but he right. did it himself, and yeah. it was well done. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, okay. So Leo, you were talking. You were getting into art. Was there like a? Yeah. Was there like a comic strip that you liked? Did you like a superhero oh, yeah. that you were like, uh, this? Is, oh. I want to draw this. Did you draw that a oh, lot? Oh my gosh, that's you know what nobody's ever asked me that question, and that that's actually really that's important. I think, especially growing up in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, where you know we had you know we had so much. I would say good cartoons and good comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the movies weren't like, it's not, you know, it's not like today where every Marvel movie is like 300 gazillion dollars and and all that. But I mean, like the movies that were out, like the original um, Batman movie. Yeah. You know, with Michael Keaton was just like amazing. So I, I mean, like I would literally... Anything I watched, and by the way, if you grew up as an 80s kid or a 90s kid, you watched things you weren't supposed to, for the most part. Like, I watched Rambo super early, so Uh, I drew a lot of Rambo, G.I. Joe. Yes. Um, Dude, I watched, I remember seeing Predator as a kid. Oh, yeah. And now now I have like an eight-year-old kid, and I'm like, I don't. I, 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 don't think, I don't think you should be watching We well, could watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let let my kid watch um, pretty, kind of young, 
but I, I feel like it was safe enough. Um, uh, um, Princess Bride. Oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I felt like was a pretty. It's funny because like that's the precursor, right? She's she's she watched that when she was like eight. Yeah, she's ten now. I'm like, I think she's ready for uh, Temple of Doom. <laughs> Dude, I so think, I think we can do it. What's funny is I just showed which what, I watched when I was eight years old. By the way, what I, I was probably that age when I saw like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom freaked me out. Same, when I saw it. Same. I was at a sleepover. Never forget it. But I just showed my boys Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, dude, this Indiana Jones guy. He's he's cool, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Temple of Doom is the reason why I got into anthropology. Really? Yeah. Like I I watched. Like I said, I watched Temple of Doom when I was eight years old. And I was like, oh, archaeology is for me. And then I actually went to school for anthropology, which with a, I was going to go on a track in archaeology. I go, this is boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do something different with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, dude. Well, okay. One of the things that's also interesting about you is that you're really into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Which I... I, I think is fascinating. Before and 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 it, and and mind you, it was before it was cool. Before it was cool. Guys. I mean, now there's there's like <laughs> gyms all over yeah. this area that we all live in, uh, and yeah, it's really cool now. But if you look at Tom and I, you know we're not into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm not into anything athletic anymore, <laughs> dude. That's the thing about jiu-jitsu, though. I mean, you can't just look at somebody. I I roll with everybody. Yeah, you would you wouldn't you would be amazed who does jiu-jitsu and you have no idea. Okay, so just give us like the. The, I don't know, 15 second explanation of Bra Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Um, what's the joke? It's uh, involuntary yoga. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm terrible at that. I, I, I almost died in yoga one day. And I mean, I couldn't even, yeah, I can't imagine doing uh, that. How did you almost die? <laughs> I mean, I almost died. I was, I was sweating like no tomorrow. Oh, you were doing, uh, uh, were you doing Bikram or whatever? Were you Bikram? doing hot yoga? hot yoga? It wasn't hot yoga. It was just yoga. And I was like dripping in sweat. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I was like, oh gosh, when is this over? All right. So Leo, let's get into your three chairs story. Okay. Um, so the first chair is, this is my life before I met Jesus. Give us, give us kind of um, some background. Like, when, when did you first go, start going to church? Did you grow up in the church? Like, what, what was that like? What was your life like before you met Jesus? Um, <clears throat> that's kind of interesting. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like I told you guys before we, do, you know, doing this interview today um, or this podcast today. It's like I knew of God. Mm. I knew of Jesus. Like it, it, you, maybe it's just the OCD in my mind, but um, in my mind, I almost want to be like, ah, man, I wish my story was like, no Jesus, found Jesus, now Jesus. Like, like, right. like that's very clean, right? But, yeah. but that's not how it was for me. Um, you know, I had, um, you know, little. I, I would say like little. Exposure, I guess, or, or glimmers of Christians. Um, my, I, you know, you growing up in the U.S. There's a good chance you might have, you know, grown up in a self-professing family, uh, self-professing Christian family, right? Yeah. Whether they're actually practicing Christians for mm -hmm. real or not. Um, mine kind of were, kind of weren't. Uh, mom was uh, Southern Baptist. You know, she's from the country. Grew up. Grew up. She's uh, 
she grew up in 40, she was born in 41. So that just kind of gives you an idea of like, she's old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when I say country Baptist, I mean country Baptist, right? And everything that comes with that. Um, then my dad, interesting, he grew up in uh, DC. And I mean, like when I was growing up, he was Episcopalian. And okay. I didn't even know what the heck that was really. Right. All I knew is that he forced me to go to uh, um, the National Cathedral okay. like every Sunday and I hated it. Really? I liked it. I liked the Indiana Jones part of it. Yeah. Because like there's a crypt down there, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, and it smelled funny, but, uh, yeah. but you know, just the, 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 I don't know, just the, it's boring. I, I think kids aren't really down for like the whole, that ritual side of things. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I know a lot of people that are Catholic that they're like, yeah, I didn't really take this seriously until I be, got older. It's kind of like a movie, like, uh, you know, maybe like you're watching Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, I remember being a kid watching Seinfeld and I'm just like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> I don't like Seinfeld. And then like, I'm older now and I'm like, oh, okay, this is funny. Yeah. I just right. had to be older to get it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, the, 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 the Christian thing wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't serious about Jesus until, um, I think I was hoodwinked into becoming a Christian. Oh, really? So, yeah. all right. So okay. tell, tell yes. us about that, dude. Okay. Well, there's, uh, there's somebody, there's somebody called, um, this is so funny the way I'm kind of like setting this up. So I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, uh, but. Andrea Queso. Uh, Who was our first uh, <laughs> podcast episode guest, by the way, everybody. Uh, the, the artist formerly known as Andrea Queso, uh, <laughs> now Andy, Andy Spray. Her and a friend of hers, um, Sarah. And I know the last name, but I'll leave the last name out for to protect the innocent or whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were, they were hanging out. They were riding bikes. Uh, you know, down, down the street from here. Um, cause I've, I've lived here a long time, by the way, mm-hmm. yeah. um, in the DC area and they were out riding bikes. Me and my buddy were, you know, playing in the Creek, which is what kids in yep. Northern yeah. Virginia will do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I thought these girls were kind of cute. So did my friend, they invited us to church, new life. We said, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Man, they were cute. We got to go. Yep. Yeah. So we did. And, uh, you know, it turned out to be a really good decision, but I was completely hoodwinked. That's, I didn't go for right, Jesus at right. all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one of my former youth group students who actually now has become a pastor himself, and so this is I'm dating myself a little bit, but he said he first came to church for the bagels and the babes. <laughs> bagels and the babes. He oh wanted the food, and he thought the girls were good looking. Oh, my That's gosh. so funny. That reminds me of a time I broke a, a glass table, and... Uh, screaming, yelling, Jesus died for coffee and donuts to my Catholic friend who thought it was ridiculous that my church had coffee and donut. He's like, that's just, that's just sacrilege. And I'm like, oh my God, Jesus died. And I, I was just trying to make a point and I like hit the table, but it was glass and I just shattered the whole thing. I said, that's the Holy Spirit right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you get hoodwinked into coming to church, yeah. coming to new life. Yeah. So what what kept you coming back? Was it, and what 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 was it about it? You know, I you know it's hard to it's hard to kind of put it all together. But I'd say people, um, there was, 
you know, it was cool to have like people outside of school to hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. And prior to going to church, you know, the, the kids I would hang out with were like the ones in the neighborhood and one of them burned down um, the woods behind our house. Oh, great. oh my. I was there. It was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> no, it was totally bad. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't play with fire. Don't play don't, with fire, yeah. kids. Uh, I had another friend that, uh, you know, his, his dad was never home. And when he was, it was bad news. And, you know, that stuff like that mm. tends to, you know, affect a family and affect a, especially a young boy, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in their early, you know, years. So, I mean, just to, just to give you an example or, uh, just to, just to kind of not give you an example, but just to kind of like put a bow around it. I had two options. I had option a, which is, uh, my neighborhood friends who were into like some bad stuff or option B, which was go to church. And, and I don't know, there's some, there's always been something inside of me. And now I understand, you know, it's God's kind of there mm-hmm, right. with, with me, keeping me out of making poor lifelong decisions. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. No, okay. So then, and you had mentioned too that your youth leader was kind of an instrumental person, a key figure in your yeah. life. Talk to me about that relationship. Like, how did you meet him? Like, obviously, you met him at New Life, but what was that like? And how did he help you as you were kind of processing this whole God thing? Yeah. So his name's Kevin. And uh, I would, Kevin's like, like, you know, to me, I'm a short guy anyway, but back then when I was even shorter, he was like eight feet tall, you know, pretty good looking guy, you know, um, jock, musician. It just, he was the type of guy that a guy like me or a kid like me would look up to. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, right away, you know, you got that kind of going. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of cool. He'd play basketball with us. He would take us, you know, like he was leading uh, the youth groups, right? So, and the one that I went to was the one that he would go to. Like sometimes there's different leaders, mm-hmm. right? You know, the one person can't do all the different youth groups if, right. there's, if there's a lot. Yeah. And the one that I went to was the one that he was the leader of. So I got to, you know, hang out with him a lot. Uh, and it, it just, you know, everything that I was, that I, that I wanted to be, all the good that I saw in him, you know, it was there. Mm. Uh, and there was, I won't say that the, the Christian part was a turnoff. It wasn't, but if you ask him, I remember him saying to me, uh, you know, like he would, he would like give you side hugs, like back in the day, you know, good Christian people yeah, give right. side, I guess they still do right to this yeah, day. Yeah. We haven't changed that. Have we? No, no. All right, good. Yeah. Nice side hugs, you know, <laughs> keep it nice and, Nice and uh, pure, but he w- he would give people side hugs, right? Like big, you know, monster side hugs, and and he'd give me a side hug, and I was like, you know, again, I grew up Rambo and uh, Indiana Jones. I'm like, I'm not having that. Get off me, son. <laughs> you know, I just had this kind of attitude, uh, a 15 year old attitude, right? And I remember him being like, "Why are you so standoffish?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "That. Right. Why, why are you Why are you so standoffish?" And 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 it gave me an opportunity to go, oh, I guess I don't have to be like on my manly guard at all times. To, right. You know, it's like to just, to just to be like, nobody touches me, gets near me. You know, right. it was, it was kind of, uh, 
I, I could see where that would go wrong after some years of nurturing something like that. He, uh, he showed me that you can be strong and you can be, you know, friendly, yeah. nice, you know, and, uh, and show people love, you know, you, you can do that. You can be a musician. You can be a King David, basically. You can be, uh, soft and, and, and strong, like at the same time. Right. So, um, we're always in the Bible. We're always, this is one thing that I kind of miss. And I remember having a, uh, uh, you know, when we used to lead a, um, uh, a group and one thing that Kevin used to do that I loved and I never wanted us to get out of it was starting every group after praying with a, um, a little bit of worship. Mm. And I got shouted down for that from people in the group because they were like, we don't want to sing. We don't like even doing it on Sundays. Like, this is not our thing. People worship in different ways and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I went for it. And I'm like, dude, I don't care if you sing along or what. You could just be, just, just be there. But God's presence, one of the ways that you really feel God being there, I think the way he manifests is when all voices are coming together in unison. I think it's important for us to do that. I hope it's something that, you know, I know Brennan, you being, you know, the music guy, hopefully you're, you're pounding that drum. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think it, it, it's important, even though we're not all the most gifted vocalists, you know, I mean, the Bible literally commands us to praise God because of what he has done for us, right? Um, and so you don't have to be afraid or be the best singer to be able to worship God yeah, in man. that way, right? Yeah. So Leo, okay, so you know, you're know you in youth group at New Life. This guy you know, starts being an influence on you. And, and you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and project a little bit, but you're seeing Jesus through him. What was the moment that you're like, I, I need to follow Jesus. Like that, that kind of second chair of like, this is when I met Jesus. Obviously you, you already answered that a little bit with like, it's about, it was the people, it was the community. Yeah. Um, but then there's gotta be that moment where you're like, uh, okay, like I'm all in, like th this is it. Yeah. You know, what was that moment like? Yeah. Oh man. Just making me think about kind of other people's moments, right? Uh, my moment was, uh, <laughs> We were in youth group doing a, you know, doing a lesson or whatever. And I think the, I think the lesson or the discussion was on, um, you know, the, it had something to do with just like rapture, you know, being taken up. Um, and, and what it says in the Bible when God comes and gathers his people. Right. And then, <laughs> And then Kevin puts on a video for DC Talk song, um, <laughs> I Wish We'd All Been Ready. And I, I love that so much. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. By the way, this, this just goes to show you like how tough I was, boy. I tell you what, this is, this is, the, this is what got me, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we, watched the, we watched this video, right? And it's these three guys singing. And, you know, there's like, you know, I wish we'd all been ready, uh, man and wife asleep in bed um she wakes up and turns he's gone or something like that right like yeah. it's just these lyrics about people being left behind mm -hmm. on earth after the rapture sure <laughs> and i'm just like 
Oh, that's scary. Yeah. You know what? I'm like 90% in. I might as well just go 10, you know, like go the extra 10, you know? And I told Kevin right there, I was like, you know, that really did get me. I mean, and not to, not to preach, I'm not a preacher, but people need to realize that um, it's not just fun and games, you know, becoming a Christian is not about fun and games. It's about life or death, right? So I think for me, that moment of realization in my, in my young mind, that realization that um, at some point life is here is done. And, but you have a, a choice on where you go from here. And I don't believe in, never really, never, never believed in, it just goes black. Yeah. Or, or you cease to exist. It just never made sense to me. And then of course, reading the Bible, um, it makes even less sense, you know, like the Bible does a good job of, you know, if you're going to sink into the Bible, do it honestly. And I'm talking to like my atheist friends out there. Um, you really got to do it honestly and take it, um, not from a place of like sort of hate or, um, anger, but just like kind of look at it like you would look at any other book. Um, but yeah, the Bible does such a good job of, of saying, all the good things, but then also, hey, you need to make a decision now. Right, yeah. I mean, it's about, yeah, who, who are you going to follow and how are you going to obey, you know, based on what you see and the evidence of that. And we were talking about archaeology and, like, it seems like mm-hmm. there's so many things that, like, th- you know, now are confirmed, like, oh, no, this actually, you know, what we're uncovering now, this is the exact place they talked about back, you know, during King David's reign or before that. And it's like, oh, so there's credibility to this, right? And I mean, we're not going to, we're not getting into an apologetic podcast necessarily, (laughs) but I mean, that's, that is great that you realized that and it is it is crazy how music and like music videos especially back then because yes. now now I feel like they're not as big as they were but like all three of us we 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 there, there was MTV yeah. and and, all, and it was like you couldn't wait until like the premiere of somebody's new music kids video. just kids just don't get it now no. I mean like video it's fun and it and it's and it's weird because video is so important now yeah yep. I mean take my word for it right yeah. it's, yeah. I, I, it's one way I make money in life right right. And, and yet, it music television was like such a uh, new concept. I guess at that time that you were like, "Cool, what are they gonna? What are they gonna? You know, how are they gonna creatively figure?" And every band kind of had its own style, right? You know right, what I mean, right? Yeah. Yep. I, like like Last Dance with Mary Jane. I still remember that yeah. one. <laughs> That's Check so it out, good. kids. So I was going to say, like, music is so powerful in that way. And it is weird because we have it literally at our fingertips now on our iPhones and, like, Spotify and streaming. And also, this isn't a music podcast either. But one of the... <laughs> it could easily one be. Of the, it, it could easily be uh, if you get me going. Uh, but I was telling Tom earlier, um, you know, I saw some of, like, you know, what, what we were asking you. And I saw DC Talk. And I told Tom, I go, dude, the first... The first album I ever got, it was a Christmas present. So, like, it's from my parents. It might have been in my stocking or something. And and this will date me a little bit because it was cassette of DC Talks album Jesus Freak. Oh, yeah. Until, to, like, to this day, 
I cannot think of a bad song on no, that album. It was like great. it was great. And I mean, and it rocked too. Like mm-hmm. it was, I mean, anyways. So Christian music back then was awesome. Um, but I but let me, I just want to put a disclaimer out there, and Tom, I'll let you go right yeah. after that. Is uh DC Talk's not my favorite band though. Not the not the one that like I listened to right, 24-7. Right, 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 that right. was Audio Adrenaline oh, back yes. in the day. You were just hitting all the chords I know, right man. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, did you listen to Jars of Clay too? Oh, yeah. I love oh, Jars yes. of Clay. Uh, dude, Jars of Clay, I think that was the second album I ever got, and I bought it with my own money. And I remember a babysitter uh, one summer took my brothers and I to this like Christian bookstore, and I was like, who are these guys? Like, oh, that's the that's the album with Flood on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but Audio Adrenaline, oh my gosh. Any, I loved Audio Adrenaline. Anybody, anybody that says that doesn't know Christian music like from that time yeah and goes man Christian music sucks it, you know it's it, just listen to audio adrenaline from that time period and supertones I oh, I dare I dare you to find a better ska band <laughs> like the, even in the secular world than supertones this just turned into a 90s Christian <laughs> music Amen. podcast I, again anybody who knows me knows that I love all things 90s but I will say <laughs> 90s Christian music was at the peak the it best. was so good we should bring back some of that for worship on Sundays don't you think oh my <laughs> just, <gosh. laughs> just kidding just kidding okay wait okay so Leo let, let's get back on track over here a little bit um, uh, the other cool thing about the youth group was that you didn't just you know um, come to know Christ in that way you actually met your wife there as well. Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, how did you guys meet? And, you know, yeah. I did not know that. You met Tanya yeah. in youth group? Yeah, we were like in different um, groups. Yeah. But yeah, we were all part of the riot. And okay. Which is what it was called. I don't know. Yeah. Is it, what is it called now? I Just I, youth ministry. Okay, yeah. Well, back, back in the cool days, it was <laughs> called the riot. And... Uh, yeah, she was part of this other group. Um, I mean, she was she was her adult encourager. They call him the leader. Basically, was uh, Pat Ferguson. Wow. Uh, so, which by the way is uh, mine and Tom's boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But Pat has been around New Life. He's so great. Oh yeah, yeah. He's one of the OG members yeah. of uh, you know, and and one of the big big move, movers of of the church and. It's cool to be able to watch that, you know. Um, right now, I'm, I'm helping you guys with the video uh, for New Life's 30th anniversary, and it's it's taking me back. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. really cool. But um, what was the question? Yeah, uh, Tanya. How, you yeah. met Tanya. Oh, yeah. Tanya, right. Um, <laughs> oh, just her. Oh, oh, you're married oh, to her, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. her, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, if I'm being honest, you know, like I, I had a relationship with a few people um, at New Life as, I mean— just to let all the parents out there know, you got to be really careful with your students anywhere. Yeah, right. And church isn't like, just because they're at church doesn't mean that they're not like, you know, wanting to be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, right, right. And so, you know... They did it. They did. They did a pretty good job of uh, <laughs> as far as far as keeping things, you know, keeping things nice. But um, you know, I had a relationship um, that didn't go well, you know, and I thought I was going to marry this person, and just being young, just being mm-hmm. so just young, dumb, right, um, right. naive. I for, you guys forgot to mention that I'm. I am. I am pretty naive. <laughs> Is that what, that's one of the hats you wear? Yeah. Tanya will tell you that, um, that I am pretty naive. I, I'm, I believe people 
pretty quickly. Um, right. And, you know, Tanya was a rebound, actually, for me that I wasn't asking for. What? Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, I wasn't asking for her. I didn't look for her. She was in a different group. I never talked to her. Um, when I did talk to her, it was just like, hello. she was super shy. She's like the, the a, a big introvert. And there's no reason why we should have been together because I was like extrovert, played on worship team and, you know, like in front of people. She was like behind the scenes. I don't like, as soon as I can get away from people, I'm gonna. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just, after that one relationship, uh, I just said, God, I'm doing this wrong and I'm not going to look for a relationship mm-hmm. until, you know, you put somebody in front of me. Uh, I think at the time I was like 17, I think, and mm-hmm. just, just about ready to leave, uh, high school. And that's where I met Tanya. And wow. we met at a, uh, retreat. Um, it was either PCTC or summer in the sun. One of those okay. two. Gotcha. And yeah, she just, I don't know. We just, we were hanging out. We were friends. Um, it was like nothing serious at all. And in that how God works, like <clears throat> next thing you know, you know, like, oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah. You like that. Oh, you know, let's go, let's go to, uh, there's a local place called, um, um, jam and Java it used to be oh, Christian. Yeah. It's yeah. not Christian anymore, yeah. but back in the day it was, uh, I mean, you'd see all the big, like national acts there. You get some great coffee. And I used to work there. Oh, uh, wow. That's yeah, cool. Back in the day. But, uh, but yeah, we did, we had our little date. Mm-hmm. Her mom was there too. And she was on a date with, uh, somebody from <laughs> new life singles group. So it was a double date. <laughs> wow. As stupid and weird as that is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean like from there, uh, we, we made it official. I, I like how this story because I think I, we see this a lot is that when we're, we try to control things is that we're going to do it our way. And then when you finally just say, you know what, God, I'm giving you control. I'm, I'm turning this over to you and I'm going to let you do this. And you were doing like, you're like, okay, I'm not going to pursue anything. God, you got to take the lead here. And God brings you a wonderful woman in Tanya. No one, no one, thank you. And no one, no one screws up their lives better than themselves. Right. Amen. Oh yeah. Amen. I, I that's so funny. Uh, I, you and I have very similar stories in that because like my, my wife, Natalie and I, we started dating our senior year of high school. We went to high school together, not youth group, but we were 17 and I was just like, okay, I, you know what? I just don't care anymore. So I'm just going to hang out with people and enjoy my senior year, all this. And then Natalie and I start dating and we, you know, go through college and we, we got married super young with you. But yeah, we, she, thankfully she still, she still puts up with me. Yeah, yeah. man. And she's another good one, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about Tanya, right, is after the relationships I had in the past where I got cheated on and like, you know, just had that sort of like traumatic, I guess, experience, right? Um, it's hard to trust people, right? And, uh, you know, I left for the military. Like we, oh, wow. yeah, we got, we got engaged after a couple of years. I left for the military at, uh, 19. Wow. Uh, and I was gone. I was in the Navy. So I was gone like for, you know, yeah, you were gone, 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 yeah. four years out to sea pretty much, uh, in other parts of the country. And, you know, we, we kept a long dis- distance relationship. We were faithful, um, I was in the Navy and faithful. Yeah. 
Thank you, God. Yeah. I listened to a lot of audio adrenaline. Let me tell you, boy, it protected me. Yeah. Well, that and the supertones. And the supertones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, you know, I came back and I, and I had a, a, a woman that God put in my life that I didn't have to worry about, you know, fidelity or any of that stuff. And she was always in my corner. Um, do we fight? Yes. But we've been married. We're hitting 16 years now. Wow. So, yeah, that's awesome. awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I asked for one. He gave me one, right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's great. So, Leo, um, so you met, you met Jesus. What has your life been like since that? And, you know, how, how would you share that with people? God's been doing stuff in my life before I was, you know what I mean? Like, God's yeah. always been doing stuff. But, you know, just, you know, giving yourself you know, giving your, yourself up to God and letting him, you know, kind of take over mm. your life at, an, at a young age, at 15. It's hard to differentiate sort of life without God. Um, but I will say, and, you know, I'm 40 now. My... This feels. This sounds like. This feels like I'm. I'm. I'm being a. It's a cliche, right? It feels like a cliche because I've talked to a lot of older guys in the faith that have told me the same thing, and I didn't understand it. So I guess you know it's true. It's like you won't understand until you get there. Uh, but here at forty, I realize that you know even though God hasn't left me, my walk has been peaks and valleys, um, my closeness to God, my relationship with God. Cause that's the thing I try to explain to people that don't get it yeah. or don't understand what it is. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Yeah. And it's like my relationship with God due to my own fault has either gotten stronger or, or worse. Right. And I've always felt like he was there, but never felt like a hundred percent. Like I feel like I haven't gotten there. Right. It's that whole, like, uh, uh, that, that sort of perfection that we're trying to attain. What does that look like now? Because, you know, in the past is, it's kind of hard to kind of distill all that into, into sentences, but I'll say today, God is calling me to walk with him at such a level that like I'm not I'm not comfortable with it because it means that a lot of my identity no longer exists. Right. And I I want to say that he's asked me to do that in the past and I I was like no. But yeah. I'm finally at a place now where I'm like yeah, you know, and I, I believe that a lot of things in this world right now are just insane. I think that I mean I think it's what needs to be, you know, as far as all the stuff that's going on in this world and kind of how the devil's having his way. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people. I got good news uh, yesterday. I found out that Kat Von D got baptized, yeah, mm -hmm. which is insane because yeah. she was one of my, uh, she's one of my heroes in tattooing. And I was like, she's a witch. There's no way she'd ever become a Christian. And now yeah. she is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it, 
it's so interesting what you're talking about there with identity because, mm-hmm. um, and, and at some point, just for the listener, like Tom and I are going to share our stories. Uh, and we've had a few people that are like, when are you guys going to share your stories? Uh, you're interviewing all these people. But one of the parts of my story was uh, I got sick and I found out I had cancer and and identity was a huge thing and it seems so stupid now <laughs> and probably even at the time I laughed at myself afterwards but you know it's like I was sitting there thinking god I don't know I, I know you can use this somehow I just don't know how you mm-hmm. how you're going to because I can't do my job well what's my job I'm a pastor <laughs> you know I I help people I minister to them you know and and I really feel like that was where god was like what is your identity and the Holy Spirit kind of brought these things to my mind. Scripture of, if I am in Christ, then I am called his adopted son or, or daughter, you know. Uh, and so my identity is now in him. And, and Jesus says, oh, you, you need to die to yourself. If you want to save your life, you're going to lose that, right? So go ahead, keep, keep, keep being you, right, Leo? And you keep trying to fight against that. But if you lose, you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. And so God, as, as disciples or followers of Jesus, that's what the word disciple means. He says, hey, if you're one of my sheep, you're going to hear and follow my voice. You're going to hear and obey me. And what does that mean? Uh, it, it means being humble and saying, okay, God, uh, I call myself a follower of you. I guess I got to lay down my own pride and my own selfishness. And what do you want me to do, God? Because my identity is now in you. And I think that's a powerful thing to share with people, Leo, Like where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I wasn't always doing this. I was trying to fight against it. I was trying to be me. Well, this is me. And, and it's like, God says, no, that's not who you are if you are in my, if you call yourself a follower of my son, right? Because it's his sacrifice on the cross that covers our sins. And that's what God sees when he looks at us, not because all of a sudden we're perfect, right? And the last thing I'll say, and then I'm sure Tom has something to add to this too, is when we talk about holiness or righteousness, this is what we're talking about, is actually being set apart, not being who we were, but now who we are in Christ and trying to be more like him every day. And that is tough to get to that place of going, oh man, there is more of me that I have to surrender even though I made this initial surrender to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm yeah. going to be baptized. I thought I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I made it. I, I, got, I got my get out of hell free card. And it's like, no, no, no. Now you follow me and you show others how to do the same. Right? Tom, what, what would you add to that? No, I, uh, as I'm listening to you, Leo, and I'm just seeing your story play out, because I've never heard your story before, um, and just seeing how the art was there for such a young age, the music was there at such a young age, and that's always been your identity. That's always been part oh, yeah. of who you are. Huge. Um, but how God used that, and now how you're using all that stuff for God's glory. Yeah, yeah that's right. And how God, and I look at my life, you know, back in the day, and this is really dating, um, computer club back in the early 80s. Oh, we played with these old Apple II. Tom, there's or, so much I want to make funny okay, about don't, that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the reality is I love that. I had a passion for computers at such a young age and God used that throughout my life. God used your artistic stuff throughout your life for different purposes and look at what he's doing in your life now with all that you're doing for him and his glory. Leah, I love hearing like what you were just saying, if there's anything as we start to wrap up now um, to encourage either or, or both, both and 
a non-believer, somebody who's listening who's not following, or they just haven't made that decision. They found this podcast, somebody shared it with them, they're not following Jesus. How would you encourage them? And then how would you encourage somebody who is a believer and in their walk and, and like how to continue following Jesus? If you could say one thing to both, or to both of those kind of groups of people. Okay. Well, my heart has always been for non believers. Um, back in the day, we used to call them like seekers, right? Yeah, like people, sure. They're all seeking something, right? And uh, I understand that. I understand that that path. Um, and I feel like I feel like that seeking path, right? Like the 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 Christian thing to say at any time is. Uh, as far as this goes, right, is you have a God-shaped hole and you're trying to fill it with other things, right? Which is true. Yeah. We all have a, this God-shaped hole. And when I say God, I don't mean any God. I mean God, God of the Bible. Yeah. But specifically, we have a hole there that we need to fill if we haven't already and continually allow him to be in there, right? Um, inside of our hearts, inside of us. And the problem, the problem is for people that are seeking or don't know God, um, you're going to always, you're always going to feel that way. Uh, we have proof of that. People that have gotten, you know, crazy amounts of money or accolades or the top of their game of whatever their game is, and they're still not happy and they want to be happy, right? But they really want joy. Yeah. They think it's happiness, but you're really looking for joy, something that can't be, um, changed depending on what happens outside of you, right? If you really want that joy, you've got, you've got to surrender whatever it is that's keeping you from at least just, at least just investigating God. Right. And then as far as, uh, you know, my Christian brothers and sisters, you know, we could, you could be dead tomorrow or it could be years and years and years and years from now, right? Um, but live <laughs> the samurai. This goes to my martial arts. We didn't even talk about martial arts. That was actually, <laughs> well, we did. We talked about jujitsu, but you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. So I was into like, oh, you yeah. know, karate and kung fu yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that the samurai, um, that made them so strong, so powerful as, you know, mentally was that they, uh, meditated on death every day. And they envisioned themselves dead every day so that when the battle came, they were already, it's almost like they were already dead so they didn't fear death. Mm. Wow. I think Christians have to do something similar to that. But it's not, it's not you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. It's that you've always been, you're alive. Mm. You're alive, you're not dead. You're alive in Christ. Yeah. You need to remember that. You need to, you need to remember what his promises are every day and that's why I think the whole uh, reading the Bible and praying is important. I, to somebody like me, again, not a, it's hard for me to read. Not, like, I can read. I like reading, but it's hard for me to read the Bible. I get it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the older I get, the easier it is. But, you know, being young and just wanting to watch something or do something, right? Uh, but reading the Bible, I think, should be, for me and for people like me, should be something that helps you realize the things that God is already putting in your heart. And one of those things is, uh, as far as what I'm talking about, one of those things is 
how do I know I'm alive in Christ? How do I know that there is an afterlife of heaven? How do I know these things? Yeah. How can I be sure? How can I have faith? Because faith is not just, it's not blind faith. Right. Right? So I would say for my, uh, my believers out there, why, oh, probably getting some of that uh, outside stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so, so my brothers and sisters in, in Christ um, work into, into figuring out your, the reason, um, you know, that what, the reason, help me, help me, Brandon. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you, the, you get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yeah, trying, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling I mean, now. No, no, no. I mean, the Bible calls us to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have to constantly be pursuing Christ every day because, and, and let's, let's wrap up a little bit with this. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or no, sorry, The Last Crusade. Yep. And he he's talking about taking a step of faith and there's this mm -hmm. huge chasm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think he throws some sand or something mm -hmm. over there and he sees a little bit of it. Yeah. He sees a little bit, right? Dude. And and then at some point he's got to take a step into the unknown. And that's what I think of when I think of faith is faith isn't a passive thing. You're not just like, oh, okay, I believe in Jesus. I believe what, what I see in the Bible. <laughs> and now th that's it. No, every day it's an active thing. So you're, you're constantly living out your faith and you're working out your faith. As Paul says, I think it's Paul. I could be wrong. So somebody can correct me on this later. You're working out your faith with fear and trembling because you have a reverence and an awe for God. And, and, and that's a healthy fear because he's the God of the universe yeah. and he saved you with his son, Jesus. Yep. Tom, Leo, final thoughts as we wrap up. Now, this has been great. I've been really encouraged by hearing from Leo. And again, just seeing how God has put, put the seeds in his life and used different things to where he's using it for his glory. And I, I, I love seeing your artwork. I love seeing your, your video stuff. It's, it's amazing how God's using it. So it's just encouraging for me. God has blessed you so much, Leo. You are one of the most interesting men in the world to me. <laughs> and I mean that because, I'm, dude, just think of everybody he's listening right now. They're like, oh my gosh, that guy's like into all these things. And that's amazing, dude, because you're so curious. And, and even in your faith, working that out as you were talking about, and that's just such a great example for all of us, man. And I really do mean that. And I appreciate you being here, being on the podcast with us. Uh, listener, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us wherever you're at. Please send us your feedback. Send us uh, questions. Send us what God is doing in your life. Email thirdshare at newlife.church. Thank you so much for listening to us once again. Tom, why don't you say goodbye? See you later, everyone. Have a great day.